0: Oh man, what is up everybody? Welcome to another edition of the Hard Rock Lunchbox. Why does my mic sound so low? Who has been putting out their cools on my floor? Who has been putting their cools out on my floor? My microphone seems really low today. What is cool? I haven't started a show with a technical difficulty in a long time. Alright, that sounds a little better. How about some reverb? Now I'm in a cave. Yeah. This is a good way to start the show. Let me just get out of this cave. Um, and I'm back. All right. That sounds good enough. If it's too low, I'm sure the chat will let me know. And, uh, oh, cool. Everybody in the chat is here early. I see. <laughs> nice job, guys. Woo. Let me give you one of those. I'd say we have a lot to get to, so we should probably get moving, but I'm not gonna do either of those things. So let's 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 check in. <laughs> oh, apparently I gotta go louder on the microphone. Alright. I don't know what's going on. Let me let me try this. Hello everybody. Is that better? Is that any better? Bueller? Alright, I am now whoa. <laughs> That's too loud. I am now way loud in the microphone. I'm in the cans. That's what these are. Headphones are called the cans. I'm in the cans. I'm loud in the cans. That's what they always say. That's what they always say about me. That's what they'll write about me after I'm gone. Man, this is too loud for me to handle. Hang on one second. I cannot. We deal with that. I uh, yeah, man. Okay. All right. I'm gonna. (laughs) I'm gonna assume that. That's good. It's still. This feels way too loud. Wait. Hold on. Let me. Let me not peek out. Peeking out, sir. Check something about your mom. All right, microphone. Checking, and we haven't done a uh, we haven't done <laughs> we haven't done a technical difficulty show in a long time. Yeah. <laughs> Team technical difficulty for the win. I think that's about as good as I'm going to get you guys. No, so. microphone is all the way. It's all the way down, and now we're going all the way back up again. All right, cool. Master's all the way up. Everything that should be is as it should be. So now, three minutes in, let's start the show. <laughs> and now I'm way too that I'm going to go with this. I feel like this is a good volume right here. It's 12.03 and 43 seconds, and I have proclaimed <laughs> that this is the sound we're going for for today's box. So... What's new in the world? Uh, um, I, there's a brand new Top 20 out today. I did not even get a chance to look and see which one it was. So um, how about everybody head on over there and <laughs> take a look. You know, it's funny. Um, analytically speaking, I was talking to uh, James Strangerhood Garabac, uh as opposed to Jimmy G, completely different person, uh, and he was telling me analytically that uh, the top 20 is actually doing well in terms of playtime. Not like playtime, like when you're a kid and stuff like that. Although, man, we should definitely be bringing that back, am I right? Yeah. <laughs> uh, ugh. So, uh, you're saying that, oh, yeah. So, like, I don't. Like, that show doesn't really have all that many views or likes or stuff like that or comments. And it makes sense because most fans of the top 20 would actually hear it live here on the Hard Rock Lunchbox, which totally makes sense. There's there's a handful of people that always watch the top 20. Uh, several of them are, are box uh, members of Team Uppity. But also some are people that just don't get here in time and they miss the top 20 kind of on the regular. Uh, and that's that's awesome. So a bunch of people do watch it and do like it. I think it... It hovers around like 20 views a week, and then just grows exponentially after that. Like, there's, there's a couple of them. Like my birthday one has a lot of views, and I have no idea why. A lot of times, if there's a particular topic on there, I will share it. Like I, I, I had done something where I was talking about like, you know, I wouldn't, you know, would you do something if your friends did something? And I was talking about like something in high school, and I mentioned friends from high school, and I, I actually sent it to them. I'm like, hey man. <laughs> directly involves you like so those tend to have like higher ones stuff like that but uh, i think the secret of it is is that uh not so many people will watch it but they will watch the whole thing and i don't know how you handle 20 minutes of me i mean that is just beyond honest. but thank you so much for doing that <clears throat> but i did not get a chance i've been so busy uh, and I was up late last night working on something else, so I just did not get a chance to even even remotely see what the top 20 was uh, today. So uh, that's, uh, that's for you to check out. Also, if you could subscribe to The Stranger TV, that would be great. We are trying to accomplish something. We're trying to get to a particular metric so that we can actually start hitting you guys with commercials, because I know everybody likes that, but that is how the... Uh, that is how the site makes money, or will make money eventually, and that's that's important. Uh, as always, there is a uh, a new bacon is my podcast um, episode out today with Josh Bradford from Silverstein. I actually pulled a clip from that. We're going to be talking about that in today's top twenty because it was uh, something kind of interesting that I thought was important, uh, and I thought important really for like up and coming bands or even established bands. So I want to talk about that because really at the crux of it, that is what this show is all about. But um, I would say we could keep going with announcements, but we're seven minutes in, and uh, there's definitely, we need to talk about the elephant in the room. And yes, I am probably the elephant in the room in this particular situation, but I will say for those of you at home who can't see what I'm wearing today, I'll just show the camera here, and you'll see this in two weeks on the top 20. But yeah, man, cool shirt, Deej. Where'd you get it? So anyway, I have this new shirt. It says right here, if you can't read it, it says hashtag Team Uppity, and it says HRLB, which is the uh, initials for the Hard Rock Lunchbox. That's right. I officially have my Team Uppity shirt, so thank you. Thank you, everybody, for that. Thank you, everybody, in Team Uppity. And uh, over. what is it, Roderick? Is that is that what we're going with? R-D-R-K? I don't even know. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, whatever Jake's merch company is Thank you for producing all those And doing such a good job on the back Which I will not be showing you It says Legal Guardian Because I, as your host of the Hard Rock Lunchbox I'm definitely Legal Guardian of the chat Which means I don't actually have any authority But if you guys wanted to go on a field trip I could sign this shit out of that form for you So Yeah, RDRK Bergerick Right. It's almost Roderick, but it's Er, Ur. Erderick. <laughs> Jake apparently needs money to buy some vowels, so we can all support him over there. That'd be good. So I have my Team Uppity shirt. And I did want to talk a couple of minutes about that. I will probably wax more poetic later on in the show as I get more emotional about it. But I really do want to say, like, how, like, I know we talked about it here, but we talk a lot about stuff here. Like all the time, like too much of the time, and I thought you guys were kidding with the shirts. Honestly, <laughs> uh, but uh, once again, just like the ch- chat catastrophe or whatever the chat takeover, like yeah, team up and he decides they want to do something. Team up and he's going to do something. Team up and he wants the help. Team up and he gets the help. So it was. Uh, Really nice to see that come to fruition for a couple of reasons, actually. One, like, I first of all, I love, I love the concept of of that, like, actually just forming like a team, like, I don't know, like when when G. Davy was first uh, playing out all over the island, we actually had a bunch of high school kids. They used to come see us. My oldest, his, him, and his friends would come see us all the time, and uh, we referred to them as the G. Davies Street team. And they embraced that stuff like, like, a, like as as an army would, and it was militant in, in some places. But it was always such a cool thing for me to see because, like, then, much like now, like I was not a necessary component of that particular endeavor. And I always thought that was the coolest thing. Like, here is this entity spawned from this thing that we're doing, but we're sort of ancillary in the pro, we're just like the soundtrack and stuff. And the street team would like go out and like, I would hand them like batches of stickers, and be like, here you go, man. And, uh, even, you know, Colin and, and one of the original ones, Brian, and Brian, you still see, still see at shows. You see Brian and his fiance Amanda at shows all the time still. I mean, not now, obviously, but, like, they were at, like, our last shows and stuff like that. Huge Rebel 9 fans. Um, but, like, Brian and Colin, when they would, like, travel, like, in Europe, like, they would send me pictures of G. Davy stickers. Like, there's still a G. Davy sticker uh, under an Iceland waterfall. That kind of stuff. There's stickers in Germany and, you know, all that stuff. But it was just always so funny because it was kind of like this mission, like, to sticker whatever and take a picture of it and send it to us. It was, it was all, my first... Stay really in or, or, or uh, engagement with like real guerrilla marketing, with like real street teaming and stuff like that. And this whole team up thing is so reminiscent of that for me because let's be honest, like I don't actually have to be here. I'm really just the place that we meet, and that is really just so awesome for me to be able to like watch and see that form and see that happen because. I love that stuff. I love when people get together and form this sort of common bond union, <clears throat> much like the colonies formed the United States, a more perfect union. But you could argue that Team Upity is an even more perfect union. I'm sure they would argue that. <clears throat> but I love seeing that kind of stuff because it's its inclusive, and i I mean just by the nature of the profession that I, like, I could not choose more um, underappreciated and financially supported things to be, you know, good at quote, quote, good at that I want to do, like being a professional musician and stuff like that. Like, it's great. I am indeed a professional musician. I get paid to do what I do, uh, and that is not something that most musicians can say, so that's awesome. I am on the cusp of being a paid radio uh, broadcaster here, I've never pushed it to the point where I've gotten sponsorships and stuff like that. But that's just because of my own shortcomings. I would love it if anyone could just take my project and be like, "Cool, man, I know how to make money off of you. Like, let's do this and like, let's split it." I just I don't have the sales thing. I I shy away from making phone calls. I can't cold call. Like, I will literally have things pop up in my reminders. Like, yeah, call this person. Call this person for months. For months. And then what will happen is one day I'll just have a, all right, let's just do it. And I'll just do it. But it could take me four months to make a cold call. I mean, I realize that's sad and pathetic, but, like, so am I. So that's just one of the things that, you know, goes. Like, But if it's, it's fairly exclusionary, all the other things I do professionally. And it is nice to have it on the other side, have something that's very inclusionary. Because... That's awesome. Like, I don't really know. Like, I've been, I'm coming. Also, sh- uh, show note. Like, I'm coming up on our 400th episode of the Lunchbox. Like, man. <laughs> and if you do the math on that, like, Jesus Christ, how old am I? Like, <laughs> I mean, it has been going on for so long. Like, if anybody had told me, I'd be approaching my 400th episode. Of anything other than possibly watching The Simpsons, I'd laugh at you. Like but here we are. We're we're episodes away. A few episodes away. I don't know the exact number, three, four, or five. But like we're right there. And like that's I don't know. To me it's just it's just really amazing. So um so thank you. Uh, thank you for doing it. Thank you for being a part of it. Thank you for wanting to be a part of it. And I cannot believe like how fortunate i am to have such a great group hanging in the chat after all these years of doing it and all the great people that have kind of come and gone like it's kind of nice to have like a little culmination that like it's it's like when I think it's going to be like when AI becomes sentient. Like, that's, that's that's how I feel about, like, Team Uppity. It's like, it's really like the precursor to the Terminator movies, like, right before that. Or the Matrix, depending on, you know, where your sci-fi is at. But, like, that's what it feels like. Totally, to- totally, totally the, uh, the, the emergence of, of a new life form in Team Uppity. So, thank you for that and and good for you for that and I hope you really do like embrace it for the coolness that it really is coming together being a part of something even if it's just for a little while like just that's awesome and I hope everybody realizes it because I sure as hell do so so thank you for that <clears throat> and again I'll probably talk more about that but One of the things I did want to bring up, like I said, I was checking out the new episode of uh, Bacon is My Podcast, and they had Josh Bradford from Silverstein on, and first of all, like, guitar player, you know, professional musician, Canadian vegan. Like, I mean, could you get any more strikes against you? And yet, he ended up being like a super, super cool interview, and just a really nice guy. Um And was just willing to talk kind of honestly. Like, I really do like those interviews where they're not, and, you know, not even just the the bacon ones. Like, all interviews where people are just talking and answering honestly. I have always tried to do that and not necessarily have, like, stock or canned answers ready to go. I mean, some questions are kind of dumb that you can only answer a certain way. Um, Mike and Jimmy tend to do their homework, but also they've been in bands for most of their lives. So they have actual questions from, like you know, band member musician to band member musician. And, um, it was just, there was just some cool, cool stuff about it. But specifically, I'm going to pull this real quick. Excuse me. Um, specifically, uh, the thing with Silverstein that's always been interesting to me is that they're kind of all over the map. They go anywhere from kind of like this post hardcore to, uh, almost pop. Well, definitely pop punk. Uh, and they can kind of go that entire that entire range and while that's really great for a band to be able to do um, i've 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 been able to do that to a degree in my own career um, but for the last say five to ten, um, I've really been told to kind of calm down the eclectic nature and just form more of a um, more of a sort of a straight line of what I'm trying to do. I still try and go as far and wide in that range that I do, but the 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 school of thought for for me and for Rebel Nine has always been like, well man, if you like this song then you'll definitely like these other songs. So it's a much more narrow so you don't have a big really big net, but I tend to not have any songs that people don't like. If you like well, hold on if you like any songs, I tend to not have songs you don't like. Like, if there's a song you don't like on the new record, I'd be surprised. You can definitely like songs more than others. And, like, I feel like My Horizons is probably doing the least well of all the new songs. But at the same token, like, I have people that love that song. Like, they really love the aggression of it. They love the cashmere sort of guitar build on it and stuff like that. So I, I don't have, like, a real crap song on the new record. And it's not that they're all super similar but they're all in this pocket and that is by design because anytime i write something kind of off the beaten path either we scrap it or i offered it to another band and let them kind of run with it or i've done it in some sort of side project but silverstein again all over the map and they will do all those songs in fact when they were touring right before covid they were doing a lot of those songs in three different sets and if you want to know more about that, Mikey was at one of those Starland, Starland shows. so You can ask him, or just you know maybe they'll talk about it on Biggest My Podcast. If you send them send them a message for that. But but uh, what I found was interesting, is, and this is this definitely stuff that we have done, uh, where we have tailored our sets to the bands and the crowds that we're playing. Famously inside the band, one of the one of the main times we did that is uh, everybody knows the Rebel Nine song San Jose. It was our opener for absolutely ever. And so we go up to this place called Cherry Cherry Street Station up in Connecticut. We're playing with, uh, we're playing with in the red. We were definitely playing with Fear the Masses, maybe in the red too. Uh, but it's just it was such a metal bar. Like you walk, you walking up, like you see the broken air conditioner, the broken PA, and the broken bicycle. You just know it's a good metal bar. So we walk in there, and we're we're all set to play. We're kind of surrounded by like maybe thirty people, and we're opening the show. But we're we have a bunch of people there. And uh, Kaz turns to me, and we're going to open with, with San Jose. And, and Kaz turns to me, he's like, hey, man, even the chicks here are wearing, like, real serious death metal shirts. And I kind of looked around, and I'm, like, seeing, like, you know, cancer and cannibal corpse and stuff like that. And then he was right, and he was like, maybe we shouldn't open with started with a kiss. And he could not have been more right, and it might have been the last time he was absolutely that right. But in that exact moment, I was like... Yeah man, let's dump that one. So we've definitely written sets to kind of go with you know what we think the audience wants to hear. And to be perfectly honest, we've had mixed reviews for that. And Josh in this interview actually hits on something that was super interesting and kind of makes sense and may actually change the way I do things going forward. I haven't fully decided yet, but it, it might. So here's a little bit of the uh, Josh Bradford interview from Silverstein from Bacon is My Podcast this week's this past Monday. So if you want to check out the whole thing, it's about an hour. It's super interesting. I would I would definitely check it out. But but here's the part of the clip I wanted to pull for you. Um,
1: I, I think at times we've tried to tailor the set a little bit to the audience um, with mixed Success though, uh, and I think we found that kind of just doing our thing um, a little more straight down the the middle has been the best way to do it, okay so now he's going to go into an example
0: of exactly how that comes into play, and I want you to just sort of listen if, if anybody out there is in a band or is close with bands like this is some real good real world like Telling you what exactly happened to us kind of advice. And this is the kind of stuff you don't get in interviews a lot of times. It's a lot of generic answers. But like this is like a how-to of how to handle your set given a really kind of weird sort of situation and what the best way to go is. And, and I definitely think you should listen. So check
1: this out right here. Um, I, I Remember, <laughs> this is a weird one. We went to Japan opening for Avril Lavigne for okay. like a two-week tour. Um, and we started that off playing mostly like our like more pop punk leaning stuff. Um, and we're not getting much of a reaction from the the crowds. Like these were diehard Avril Lavigne fans, like, (laughs) and probably more so pop music fans than like, you know, she's like punk rock influenced or whatever. Uh, these are, these are pop fans. Uh, so we were trying to like tailor the set towards that and, getting, yeah, kind of lukewarm feedback from them. Uh, So a couple shows in, we were like, let's just, you know, play what we would play uh, at a regular show and not, you know, cater to them too much. And the reaction was much, much more intense. Um, I think we scared some people at first, but (laughs) like a couple songs into the set, whenever Shane would scream, the crowd would cheer. They were like, I don't know what this is, but I think I might like it. So.
0: Right. So that that's like a huge thing. Like That's a huge, huge insider piece of information about something that worked on a grander scale. And if you can't pick out the takeaway on it, I'll make it real simple for you. If you do the thing that got you where you are and you do it well... You should be able to do it absolutely anywhere, and people will appreciate it and respond to it. And I think that that is scary because you want to cater almost to the point of pandering to your audience because everything in music is like, oh, my God, please like me, please like me. But sometimes people will just like you if you do what you do, and you do it well. And that's, for me, a huge takeaway. And. You know, if you needed another reason to check out Bacon is My Podcast on Mondays, well, there you go. I feel like my promotion work has been done. Bacon is My Podcast, still not a sponsor of the Hard Rock Lunchbox. But hey, man, no hard feelings at all on that. No hard feelings. I'm kidding. I'm totally kidding. Bacon is My Podcast, though, consistent listeners of the Hard Rock Lunchbox, and that's even more important. But yeah, that stuff comes out on Mondays. Always feel to check it. Uh, always, always check it out, and don't forget to subscribe, to Stranger TV, and check that stuff out. Blah 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 blah. Promote, 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 blah. And so, uh, without apparently any ado, or all the ado, I don't even know. This member here of Team Uppity is ready to get the show started. It's feeling like a very a day to remember sort of day. It is now winter back in the Northeast for some reason. Thirty something degrees. I don't know who's who got together and left the fridge open, probably Team Uppity, but, yeah, man, let's, let's give the people what they want, or at least what we think they want, and ignore the message I just learned from Josh at Silverstein, because that's what we do here on The Box.